There is only one place you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. It's your favorite locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint. Pizza joint, even. Bojo's. The Boint. They're giving the DNVR fam a free honey cheese bread as well when you purchase an entree. They're the only place that gives you that mouth-watering pie, and they're hooking up the free honey cheese bread. The Colorado Mountain Pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through as well and want to know what the best pizza place in town is. And that is, of course, Bojo's. Their dough is made fresh daily, and it includes locally sourced honey, honey on pizza. That's what we do here in Colorado, and it's actually pretty good. They also have a bunch of different things for everyone, whether it's the salad bar or in some locations you can even get gluten-free pizza if that's your thing. They have private party rooms as well for custom gatherings if that's what you're into, as well as $4 happy hours as well. So jump on it while you can and head over to Bojo's. You can check them out at bojos.com. That's B-E-A-U-J-O-S.com and let them know DNVR sent you. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole. A left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. Shoots and scars! Nathan McKinnon! Call JT Comfer! 877 goes now! Gabriel Landeskog! Collective hugs! 29 and 92! Save me by Grubauer! Move over, Picasso! This piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious! Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. They have over a thousand different types of beer for you to try, as well as wines from around the world and a variety of different whiskeys, single malts, and other liquor as well. You can download their app today and use code FIRST10 to receive 10% off your purchase of $25 or more. That offer ends at the end of January, so get on it before you run out of time. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. We are here on the day of the announcement of the mid-season NHL awards, or as we were saying before the show, the announcement of the thing that doesn't really matter at all, because this isn't the award show. <laughs> the, the fake awards. Yeah, the fake awards of the NHL in the middle of the season. Nonetheless, the Avs are represented in four different awards at the halfway point. Which is exciting. Definitely a little bit more representation than they've been having over the last handful of years. Let's start with Kale McCarr and the Calder Trophy leading that vote. I don't think we have a ton to say there. That's pretty much been a known quantity this whole time. I mean, it's it's really uh, it's really a shame uh, that the voters didn't get this one right. <laughs> um, I really I really can't imagine. Uh, what kind of bias had to go into it for Quinn Hughes to be snubbed so embarrassingly uh, <laughs> and, and so thoroughly like this. Uh, Frank Saravelli, president of the PHWA, uh, went on Twitter today and revealed that uh, the votes were heavily in favor of Kale McCarr. And I just think that's it's just such an embarrassment to the voters uh, that they don't understand the, the, the supremacy of Quinn Hughes. 
and and just the fact that he's a year younger even makes it all that more dominant and it's really a it's an embarrassment to everyone involved uh there's a not small part of me that wants to completely clip that out of context and post it to twitter (laughs) as is and just watch the DNVR fan base just burn down. I think you should just do it. <laughs> just let it happen. Yeah. And then we'll be able to know who actually listened to the pod and who just listened to the clip. That's, That's for right. sure. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's nice to see McCarr getting that recognition despite the Yeah. He's in the catbird seat, man. This is gonna be exactly what it's gonna look like uh postseason. Uh, and why you and I are probably going to have to get on an airplane and go to Vegas for the awards. Yeah, that one seems pretty locked in. It'd be it'd be hard to miss on that one. The other ones you never really know. Um, obviously, McKinnon in the Hart Trophy voting, he ends up coming in second to Connor McDavid. All right, so this one's bullshit. <laughs> um, this one this one frustrates me. The same reasoning that applied to why Taylor Hall. Uh, won the award over McKinnon two years ago, apparently no longer matters. Uh, Connor McDavid has significantly more help this year in the form of Leon Dreisaitl than does McKinnon, uh, <laughs> who had to go 16 games without uh, Landis Cog and without Rantanen. Uh, and, you know, had Matt Calvert on his line. Yep. And, you know, I understand that there's guys like Zach Cassian, uh, on Connor McDavid's line regularly, but that's mostly due to the incompetence of Edmonton's management, not because they had players in place who got hurt. Uh, and then even then, Dreisaitl was still there, and Dreisaitl, uh is still having an unbelievable season himself, whereas there's like a 30-some-odd point gap between McKinnon and Kale McCarr uh, for first and second on the avalanche and scoring. So naturally the goalposts have moved when it was convenient and all that reasoning that we got, uh, was inconsistent. Um, after, after it applied for why Taylor hall who finished like 40 points ahead of Nico, he um, as, as you know, in that, in that heart trophy race and McKinnon lost votes, uh, lost first place votes because, Miko Rantanen had an 80-point season, and well, he just has more help. Now, now it just doesn't seem to matter because Edmonton's in a playoff spot, so the voters are just looking for an excuse to give it to, to McDavid. And I don't... I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't care, um, and, and, and I wouldn't be annoyed by this. But I, I really hate people who move the goalposts. I really hate when people have inconsistent applications of their own logic. Um, if you're gonna feel, if you're gonna, if you're gonna set a precedent, you're gonna feel a certain way about things. Then feel that way about them uh, for two years later, for that no longer to apply and for that no longer to matter. Blow it out your ass. On the. Cassian point in particular, he and Landis Gog are scoring at the exact point per game rate as each other. That's not something that Gabe Landis Gog's agent wants to hear. No, not, definitely not with not. Zach Cassian getting ready to sign an extension for like three million dollars. <laughs> well, I mean, Landis Gog can actually play defense, so he's got that going for him. <laughs> but nonetheless, it it just goes to show like 
you can make the argument that McDavid has maybe weaker line mates at times, but really McKinnon's line mates have not been living up to snuff either. So it's not just that, oh, McDavid has Leon Dreisaitl as a second weapon. McKinnon really is the only weapon as far as scoring at that type of rate for the abs. Yeah. And like anybody will tell you, Miko Rantanen, despite the 34 points in 33 games, has been a shell of his former self. Right. Uh, we were looking at Miko's points throughout the season. 35% of his points come from four games. 50% of his points come from seven. That's crazy. So he is very much riding four point and three point nights where he goes off and then will disappear for a while. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, he's getting his points, but uh, as far as a consistent night in night out performer, he has not been that. Yeah. Nowhere, nowhere near the level that we are accustomed to seeing from old. Right. Over the past couple of years, it's, it's been a bit different for him, but you know, we talked about that being one of the keys to the second half here for the Avs, but McKinnon, interestingly appeared maybe in a bit of an unexpected award situation as he is leading the vote for the Lady Bing Trophy (laughs) ahead of Austin Matthews and Ryan O'Reilly and is how I feel about it is the Lady Bing is just becoming the consolation prize of oh you didn't win the MVP (laughs) Um, I saw this one coming yeah. Um yeah. I had I had heard uh there were a handful of people uh other writers covering other teams that I had talked to who had mentioned it to me. Um wow, it's amazing how he just never takes any penalties. Like Yeah, it's amazing, I guess. Um but I think that um it's a really weird award for him to win uh, because gentlemanly behavior is not something I would associate with McKinnon. Definitely pretty fiery on the ice. <laughs> yeah. And like, of course, like we're not taking into account like anything like, like off ice stuff, you know, or meltdowns during training camp and practice obviously don't matter. Um, I mean, Austin Matthews is on this list and for gentlemanly conduct less than yeah. a year after he got arrested for some nonsense in Arizona over the summer. So once again, kind of an odd look uh, for this league, um, you know, Ryan O'Reilly being not was nominated for the Masterton just the summer after the drunk driving incident where he smashed his truck into the Tim Hortons. So kind of just kind of strange more than anything else um i i would have given this to miro haskinen personally Uh, i think he has like two penalties and he plays all the time plays huge minutes against top competition kale mccarr was robbed by the dumbest penalty in the nhl (laughs) well he's since taken a couple legit he has he still has less penalty minutes than mckinnon though and like this is this is definitely one where you know it's it's like uh you 
the Tony name Pitt has is, some Tony power. really hard. Yeah. Like, it's it's really easy to look at a ballot and be like, man, that's really weird. Having done this a couple of times now, it's very hard to uh, to do this. Fair enough. I, I, I imagine so. Like, on the big picture, there's obviously ones that are very easy not to choose. Brad Marchand, Nazem Kadri, they're never going <laughs> to win a Lady Bank. Right. But when you're getting down and, and nitpicking between, oh, you know, Patrice Bergeron, you know, he never complains on the ice, whatever, the handful of dudes that have zero penalty minutes on the year, it, there's a lot of intangibles, I guess you could say there. Yeah, I mean, this is something that um, two years ago I voted for uh, Sam Gerrard. Yep. And, you know, this year we've seen him take a handful of penalties. Uh, but there there are – it's it's funny that this has become like the uh, – you have to be really good and you can't take penalties award. Like that's the interpretation of this award. It's such a strange award to give out in the first place. Like we're giving out an award for the really good player who just doesn't get called for stuff. It's not that he doesn't do stuff. It's he just doesn't get called for it. Well, and it's very much one of those reputation things as well. I think the Selkie is very much this way as well, where, yeah, 100%. once you've gotten that image out in the public eye, like it's hard to shake after that point. And you know, the all of a sudden you're just don't get called for stuff on the ice, even when you're committing penalties and things like that. The other, uh, the you mentioned the Selkie, and um, that's another one where uh, Sean Couturier got first in this, and. I would have I would have guaranteed you that he was going to because you will see there have been some people who have put out their ballots or they've been they they've been they do like a regular awards watch during the season and you'll see the the common the common feeling around the league right now among hockey writers is that it is quote unquote his turn which that whole concept is super dumb but that's how Drew Doughty won a Norris trophy over Eric Carlson Yep, because it was a career achievement award. Writers deemed it was his turn. Carlson already had one. They wanted to push back against the the analytics nerds who were saying, Drew Doughty doesn't deserve this. Drew Doughty isn't even as good as Jake Muzzin. Doughty this, Doughty that, and the writers wanted to flex, and so they did. Well, I can promise you that things like that make me want to drink, so... It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Breckenridge actually has something really, really cool to talk to you about. They have a super awesome announcement coming up next week. That's all I can say about it for now, but just right stay that, tuned. Man. Yep. It's, it's, cool. it's going to be... It's cool that we know what it is. Yeah, we're on the inside on this one. Yeah, and like we finally got to be like, yes, this paid off. Right. It, it's, com- something. it's been coming for a while now. So yeah, definitely. now that it, it's about to get announced, it's going to be cool. 
So keep your eyes peeled for that. For now, stick with your Colorado Avalanche Amber Ales, your Agave Wheats, your Strawberry Skies. You can find them all over the place in pretty much any liquor store, almost across the country for some of their main beers. And also keep an eye on the DNVR.com and the Breckenridge event calendar as we have a bunch of events planned on there where we will be drinking Breck brews. I think we're about to finalize our next Avs watch party, so keep an eye out for that as well, and come out and have a good time with us. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. I'm Ruto, he's AJ. We covered three awards, all the awards for the Avalanche's skaters in the first period. There is one more to cover, though, and that is the GM of the Year award with Joe Sackick leading the way, clearly with the offseason that he had and the way everything's turned out, he sure does look like a genius. His closest competitors right now are Chica with Arizona and Armstrong in St. Louis. Uh, hard to knock St. Louis, given they're atop the Western Conference. No, 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 no. I object. What did St. Yeah. Louis do over the summer? I mean, I'm not saying they did much, but anytime you keep a championship team more or less together, no, that's a good job. You give it to them last year, then you don't give it to them this year. Does not belong in the top three. All he did was trade for Justin Falk. That's it. Yeah, I don't. A GM keeping a team together, I think, is is didn't have to do anything more than than you think. Everybody was already under contract except Bennington, who was an RFA. He didn't have to do anything. All he had to do was keep his own guys in which he was already under the cap and he traded for Justin Falk and then signed Justin Falk until the end of time. The NHL has a long history of guys who didn't have to do anything that went and did a bunch of stupid stuff. Yeah, okay, great. Like, those guys deserve ridicule and criticism (laughs) and don't get to win this award. Neither does the guy who sat around on his hands all summer and just chilled. Well, and I'm traded for saying, Justin Falk right before the season. I'm not Nonsense. saying he should win it because I think Sackick should clearly win it he based off be the on this list. It's garbage that he's on this list. Who would you put instead of him then? Pick almost anybody. I would I would pick uh whoever's running Edmonton over them right now. Wow, that's cold. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. You don't have to like that Armstrong is even in the conversation. Who is the more- Edmonton? Oh, it's Ken Holland. I completely forgot. Yep, it, it is Holland now. I mean, um, I definitely wouldn't give it to Steve Eiserman. Yeah, that would be a tough sell. <laughs> I would uh, not do that. You never know. I'm, he's just building to win it next year when he gets Lafreniere and gets to go off in the league. So <laughs> John Chaka, I think the biggest argument that I would have against John Chaka he traded for Phil Kessel and Taylor Hall, and who is their leading goal scorer right now? I don't even know. It's Connor Garland. Wow. How does that happen? So why did you go? And, like, Taylor Hall, he got, like, in December. So it's a little unfair of me to include that. Well, I, but the thing is... Hall has played very, very well for them. I think that's a good pickup. Nonetheless, they're barely clinging to a wild card spot with the acquisition of Hall. And Kessel. Fair enough. 
Like the, he went, he has gone super big multiple times now in the last couple of years. He has gone big, big, big trading the seventh overall for Derek Stepan and, uh, Antti Ranta. Um, you know, last summer he, Phil Kessel mid season, Taylor Hall last summer, also with the Carl Soderberg move, he has done everything he could to make them old and expensive just in the name of being competitive and Connor Garland, your leading goal scorer. See, so you have Armstrong on the side of he sits on his hands too much and shouldn't be in this award. I, I have no issues with Jacob being in the top three, but this is why Sackick wins. But and and maybe this year you can have Jake in the top three, whatever, fine. That, it does not bother me. I think he did a he did a good job because none of those moves have like not worked out. It's not like they blew up in his face or anything. Uh, you know, we're not talking about a San Jose Sharks here. We're, you know, it, it. He went bold, and it's it's more or less worked. It's just that you can't. I I don't know how you can argue with Sackick at this point. Well, on on Chica, the thing that bugs me about him is he'll make moves that are savvy. He'll make moves that are good, but throughout his tenure as a GM, he's very much been an asset management type of player or type of GM and not a we're building a hockey team type of GM. A lot of times they make moves that people really like. And I, and I always just ask how much better did they get? Right. And right now they, they're missing their starting goaltender, but their starting goaltender who uh, was in the Vezina vote and Darcy Kemper I mean, it's Darcy Kemper who has been a career backup up until very recently uh, and had a sub-900 save percentage two years ago as a member of the Coyotes and is now a 930 goaltender out of nowhere. First of all, it's a great reminder that nobody knows anything about goaltenders. <laughs> and second, I, I, their biggest chip that has made them competitive – is their goaltending, and they just got lucky. Yep. Just totally out of nowhere. This would be like if the Av signed Valerie Nachushkin and Nachushkin turned into a 35-goal score. <laughs> and not like a 35-point player, which is about what he's on pace for right now, which is great. And another reason why Sackett killed it this last summer. But the level of which he has gotten lucky with some of the things is crazy. And like, I guess it's, it's hard to take away from that. Like you can't just be like, man, well, you got luck. Like he made the move, right? <laughs> However, yep. it turns out you, you judge, he made the move, but he went big and he's only gotten middling results. Well, certainly he didn't, when he made the move to go get Darcy Kemper, he didn't get him thinking, oh, yeah, he'll be my Vesna winning goaltender in a couple oh, of years. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that was, of course not. He got him from the L.A. Kings. If, the, if anybody thought that this was possible, the Kings would have just kept him. Right. So, it without hindsighting it, it's it's very hard to, to see how... 
savvy a move actually was because at the time that was like all right well we went out and got a backup for anti ranta right who was having an amazing season but he had yep. injury issues and over the summer let's let's just run through sackix moves here real quick okay yep yep nazim kadri trade worked out right? easily like check jonas donskoy check yep andre burakovsky check check pierre edward belmar Check. Yep. Mallory Nachushkin. Check. Sam That's... Gerard extension. $5 million for a top four defenseman running through the bulk of his 20s. Check, 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 check. <laughs> One check for every year. There you go. That's a. Maybe the only thing that he did that has not worked out was re signing Colin Wilson. And even that is because of injury and, and really just gave more room for Val Nachushkin to right. become and a check. Even then he had four assists in nine games and like Colin Wilson looked exactly like Colin Wilson always looks like solid, but unspectacular. Yep. So it, when all your moves work out, basically, basically even, it's even a couple of minor moves here. Kevin Connaughton brought in to be brought in to be depth. Callie Rosen brought in to be depth. Both were very good for the Eagles before Connaughton got hurt. And they brought Adam, brought Adam Werner over to be an Eagle. Adam Werner taking the starting job. All guys that have played in the NHL this year as well. Depth that ended up being needed. Yeah. And Antoine Bebo. Nick Malosh has totally fallen apart. Four points for Nick Malosh in like 30 some games. Won them an NHL game and then got shut down for the year. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if I'd call Bebo a win, but it definitely had a weird situation where it was like, hey, he won them an NHL game. That alone made it on the NHL level successful. I guess. The Avs will get more out of Antoine Bebo than the Sharks will get out of Nick Malosh. Certainly looks like that now. So, well, obviously, that's going a little deeper than people will go when they go in the GM of the year. Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> but on the NHL, even with the major moves, if that's what you're talking about, no other GM in the league has as many positive ones as Joe Sackick has had this year. Well, you look at you look at it, and Belmar already has a career year. Donskoy, Burakovsky, and Nachushkin all could be. Yep. Uh, all could have career years this season. Kadri probably will not, uh, but he should at least get, he will push the 30 goal mark. He's already passed his goals from last year. And we've talked about, oh yeah, well, he's in a bigger role. Sure. But right. nonetheless, he is proving that he is the player that he used to be. Right. And well, still is really the player. He was two and three seasons ago when he was in the top six role for them and had back-to-back 30 goal seasons. He is on his way to that again. Uh, if if Kadri does not surpass last year's 44-point total, uh, he's already at 31. So if he does not surpass that in the last 33 games of the regular season, it will be a disappointment. Yep. And, and really, if he gets to 45, it will be a disappointment. He needs to hit 50 at this point. Yeah, for sure. The Avs need him too as well. So that's – but, you know – at the pace that they're at, since this is the midway vote, 
you have to take what has been done so far. And so far, it's been a wild success in every facet for Joe Sackick. Mm-hmm. You even talk about extending, well, not extending, I guess. One year kind of counts as an extension for Pavel Francos. He's been a solid backup. Yeah. They took a chance. I mean, sure, you we can include him too. They took a chance on a guy with two NHL games to be their starter, and he's won what, like thirteen of nineteen appearances or some nonsense. Yeah, and sure, you know he gets great goal support and all that or whatever. Yep. But the point the point is to win games with your backup uh, in there and and just stay afloat, right? Yep. Like. You, you're hoping more or less for like a 500-ish season out of your backup, and they've gotten like an 800-ish season out of Francois. So far. So it's been it's been real positive, and I think you have to think Makar as the Calder and Sakic as the GM are the ones that are most yeah. likely for the Avs right now. Yeah, those ones I feel like will probably stick. Uh, McKinnon in the top three of the heart I think is probably going to stick. Sure. Um, the lady Bing, God knows. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's <laughs> safe to say Sakic is the top dog GM in the NHL. Nice. And nice if you're looking it. for a top dog electrician here in Denver, Piper Electric has been serving the Denver metro area since 1983. Through a commitment to customer service and team performance, Piper Electric is the hometown electrical contractor you can trust. If you call 303-646-6765, they'll give you the DNVR hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. Don't forget, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's with Rudo and AJ here. We've talked about the voting at the break, but this is technically called the All-Star break, so it's probably something we should at least touch on. The Avs obviously sending just Nathan McKinnon. AJ, I've never been a big All-Star guy, to be honest. I like the skills competition, but the games itself, meh. How do you feel about them? Uh, I watch the skills competition pretty regularly. Okay. Um, Could not tell you a thing about them. After they they're over, it's it's in one eye and out the other. Fair. Um, <laughs> the All Star Game, I, since they switched to a three v three format, I've watched it every year. Um, but I'll watch the Central, and uh, they had lost to the Pacific every year until last season, and then after that, I was usually good. Um, the only time I watched all of them was the John Scott year. And that was just because I was rooting for my guy. Yeah, that bit of a special circumstance, to say the least, on that one. Yeah, I. it's still super weird to look back and think that my dude won the All-Star Game MVP. <laughs> well, he, he did, in fact, win one. So count it where you can. Yeah. I, see, my take on it, the actual All-Star Game itself is... Yeah. It's. I think it's a great thing for the local area and the local fans. So they can go out and watch something very unique and special. But 
in the modern era, especially over the past decade, decade and a half with the rise of the internet and, and YouTube and things like that, if I want to watch the best NHL players, I can just Google greatest NHL plays or best goals or top shootout moments or whatever. And they're all at my fingertips at any time. It doesn't have to be in this staged environment anymore. So I, I, it feels a little bit outmoded, the all-star game, the actual games, the skills competition. I can get behind a little bit more because I do think that's a little bit more unique. You can test things like hardest shot, which you can't really gauge in a game. You can do things like the accuracy of players shooting or, or track how fast they move though. Hopefully in the near future, that can actually be tracked live in games as well. So maybe that'll even get outmoded pretty quickly. Yeah, I think it's super cool, man. It's a lot of fun. Um, I think that they could spice it up a little bit. You do? Um, Yeah, man. Let goalies shoot, for one. I mean, that would be cool. But as we were researching this All-Star game, I I had no idea this was a thing until literally 10 minutes before this podcast. Uh, They're implementing in the skills competition a Gatorade NHL shooting stars. It's what it's called. The description is players will be positioned on an elevated platform behind the goal, approximately 30 feet above the ice surface. They will shoot pucks from there at a variety of targets located on the ice with each target having different point values. One at a time, each player will attempt seven shots to earn points. They go into more specific rules, which don't really need to get into. But I don't even understand what are the targets going to be standing or are they like chuck a puck targets laying flat on the ice? I mean, I have no idea, but Nathan McKinnon described it as it sounds like top golf. (laughs) It kind of (laughs) does. If they're that high above the ice. That's going to be super. They're going to be like above some of the lower bowl like fans. There are going to be people in the arena looking up at this dude flipping pucks onto the ice, I guess. Yeah, I I have no idea. But uh, if we're willing to go this far, then they need to they need to revisit the decision to not allow players to light their sticks on fire. (laughs) What's more dangerous is a stick on fire or a player falling to the ice from 30 feet up in the air. I feel like a player falling off from, from whatever platform they're going to have is more dangerous. You can always just drop the stick. It's not like the ice is going to catch fire. <laughs> fair point. It's a fair point. I want to see like multi puck, to be honest, if we're doing this, you want to make the games actually interesting. Just multi puck it. Yeah. Also, see, it's a crazy if stuff. They were, if they were going to do that, what they need to do is they need to do like a dev camp where they cut the ice in half and they play like they turn the goal sideways and they play inside of one blue line. Sure. And you just fire the puck out and someone throws it back in or whatever. And and you play, uh, you play no goalies. You play two on two. Yeah. I could get down with that. Yeah. And I, Maybe, I don't know, our viewers should let us know if they like the All-Star game as is or what they wanted to see changed because it's ne- just it's just never been that intriguing to me. It's never going to be because players aren't going to go 100% because they're afraid of getting hurt, which I totally understand. And they've provided financial incentive for the players to care, and I totally get it. But, like, 
this is this is a league I, where you know these these guys have bigger fish to fry. I, I mean, let's face it: the players going to the All Star game, barring John Scott that one time, the financial incentive isn't nearly as big of a deal to them. Right, like the million dollars is it's nice, but some of these guys make on eighty million dollar contracts. <laughs> right, but it's not it's not like. I, you it's know, not hockey players make the least amount of money out of all the pro athletes right, out there sure. in the four sports. So uh, it's not like they should be looking at a million dollars and scoffing, you know, like the 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 women uh, that are going to be there showcasing their skills and playing the 3v3 game. They would cut a dude to get the million dollar prize. Right. Definitely. A, like they a have to the scratch there. and claw for every little bit of money yep. that they've ever gotten. And we got guys out there treating a million dollars super casually. Like it's, it's kind of messed up, man. It's it's definitely the first worldest of first world problems. <laughs> All-star games. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Hey, I mean, look at the very least, the NHL is not the MLB and they don't make it matter to the biggest yeah. series of the whole season. Jesus, don't do that. <laughs> because that was the worst decision ever made. So, yeah, I mean, I, maybe, maybe we're just fun haters. Maybe it is just a fun <laughs> event for people to go and hang out at. And obviously the atmosphere around it is awesome. They have all the big events. They usually do all sorts of cool stuff outside the arena and things like that. Like, so. let's be real. The all-star game is in Denver. Like if you, me and our, and our significant others were just like, yeah, we're just going to go. And we went and we got a handful of beers and we were just sitting in the stands, just watching them play three V three back and forth. I would probably really enjoy it. Yeah, it'd, it'd be a great time it's as like a casual the event. Best, most talented players just live in front of us playing 3v3 back and forth, willy nilly, like having a good time, right? I would love that. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, but watching it on TV on like a Saturday night where it's just like, uh, I only like, have I only have so much downtime during a regular season. For me, I'm just, I will have it on, but. It, it will not be like a big priority for me. And if I actually try to watch it, like one of my <laughs> big problems is I just end up feeling sad that the NHL players aren't going to go to the Olympics Ugh. because that's the real, like the best players in the world as a little bit arbitrary dividing them by country but whatever you get a significantly larger portion of the best players you get them playing in most cases 100% for something that they desperately want to win and the all-star game just cannot compare to that yeah I mean (laughs) true they are not comparable events and that's uh, and you know maybe that's just my brain and and nobody else goes to that but when people say oh this is all the best players in the NHL coming together for an event i'm like okay but it's not the olympics right and so. it never will be and like the olympics matters everybody knows where they were yep with the big olympic moments that they've had in their lives yep you know when uh when the united states won curling in the last winter olympics I was all about it. Curling's dope, though. Like, straight up. 
I, I do. I get so into curling every Olympic You're, cycle. The the way you described getting to go to the All Star Game if it were in Colorado is <laughs> like the exact same way that you just play curling. <laughs> I can't say I've ever uh, curled before, but uh, I would love to. Uh, I, I'm, I had a good laugh when I was in Winnipeg over the summer. Uh, we went to the grocery store and sharing the parking lot with the grocery store was a gigantic curling club. And I was just like, oh, I'm definitely in Canada now. I'm sure there's some curling sheets somewhere in Denver, but I wouldn't know where. Yeah. And like, I'm sure it's like, there's like one. (laughs) DNVR outing abs squad versus, I guess no one, no other sports play on ice, but yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, you know, RK and the gang would always be down for trying it. Oh yeah, our and it whole would be, office is pretty competitive, dude. <laughs> Maybe problematically so. <laughs> we just we just seem like like we all cover sports and we all have that gene, right? Yep. And it's very obvious that it exists because uh, we get a little too feisty. Yeah, we get a little too into some of the things that we get up into. So it's a little much, but I also have to like very actively restrain myself <laughs> because when the real competitiveness comes out, it gets bad. The anger. Yeah. The, Punch a dude. Well, like the, I am, I am very much that guy that uh, winning isn't fun. It's a relief. <laughs> and yeah. I absolutely, I, I hate losing more than I like winning. So it's, it's just, it like fuels the worst aspects of my personality. And so I actively avoid it. Fair enough. You can, you can ask the fiance about this because I am afraid to play Mario Kart with her because she's going to stomp me. And I am nervous that I am not going to handle that. Well, <laughs> now just imagine a montage of AJ playing Mario Kart until he's like, like setting speed run world exactly yeah. like me on at two o'clock in the morning after i've gotten done working a game on youtube watching speed runs trying to master it and then how just to like cut that extra tenth of a second exactly totally smoke her off the course and then and that way we could go head to head you know one-on-one no items none of that nonsense just best racer win and yeah oh i'm <laughs> I'm nervous for it to turn into that because I think that's where the ultimate ending is and then she's just going to be like, okay, you're a psycho. (laughs) Well, I think we can go ahead and end the podcast. End on on me being a psycho? Yeah, sure. Why not? It sounds great. I want to end it here because the transition is good. Because if you need to take the edge off, you can head over to Mile High Green Cross. Mile High Green Cross offers an experience that you won't forget and has award-winning products that, you know, might calm you down a little bit if you're you're seething in anger after you just got stomped in Mario Kart. They are also giving 20% off your entire purchase when you sign up for their loyalty program. You can get that once per month. They're hooking up the DNVR fam with that 20% off. And even if you're already a loyalty member, all you have to do is mention DNVR on your next visit to get that 20% off. And you are good to go. They have a ton of different products, whether it be 
$99 prepack ounces or V3 hash oil bulk deals, five cartridges for a hundred bucks. And they're super fast and easy. You can get in and out the door in just a couple of minutes. They have parking in the back and they're located conveniently on 9th, 9th and Broadway. You can just pop in, get what you need, and head on about your day. Again, 20% off when you sign up for the loyalty program and mention DNVR, and you can do that every single month. That's going to do it for us on this one. As always, thank you for listening. We will be back again tomorrow with a live pod with a bunch of us on there, I believe. So you'll have that to look forward to as well. Surprise guests. Yep. What was not planned, but I think people will enjoy the guests that we're going to have on. So I think so too. Look forward to that. And we will talk to you then.